everyone. So welcome to today's、uh, Twitter Space. And today's Twitter Space is actually uh, jointly uh, organized by a few teams. So I would like to give a shout out to the teams.、Uh, first is actually Litecoin Foundation. So、uh, Litecoin Foundation is actually the nonprofit of、uh, that manages everything Litecoin. We also have a Coin UT Exchange, or some of us will call it Coin U Trust. So. Um, Coin UT Exchange is also here, and next is actually、uh, Balawa Space. So Balawa Space is actually a、uh, synthetic asset creation and exchange platform on Avalanche. So it's actually a DeFi DApp. So welcome Balawa Space. FunctionX Foundation is also here.、Uh, FunctionX is a layer one, and we also have MarginX, which is a On-chain decentralized exchange、uh, built on top of FunctionX, and last but not least,、uh, we have、uh, PundiX, the Web3 point of sales solution. So, all right, guys,、uh, let's start off.、Um, I think this past ten days have been super turbulent, right? With、um, the 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 news uh, broken uh, by CoinDesk and also the. Uh, insolvency, which happened just over the past few days,、uh, over the course of the few days. So I think it's important to look at the fallout and also how to protect all our users. So whether it's、um, users on Layer One or users of Litecoin Foundation or also centralized exchanges such as CoinUT or DApps on Balawa Space. So, guys, let's dive in. So. I think the first、uh, question that I have, I would like to pose to David. So,、um, David, so you are actually been in the space for a long, long time, right?、Um, I think um, um, we could call you a boomer of the space. So you've been with the space since twenty twenty fifteen, and you were actually in the governing board of the first board of Ethereum Foundation. So. I think I spoke to you.、Uh, you actually mentioned like、uh, the DAO hack、uh, from Ethereum. So you have gone through many、uh, lows. So how would you say this、uh, FTX fallout, the most recent、uh, blow,、uh, is any different from the ones that you have seen before, David? So.、Uh... You know, I mean, yeah, you don't get much older as an old OG than I am.、Um, so this, you know, I mean, this doesn't come as a surprise, really.、Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's always been just tomorrow when something like this could happen、uh, because of volatility、um, and and because of、uh, you know kind of the the lack of of regulation. So while none of us really wanted to see、uh, sort of Governments getting,、uh, you know, more involved than they already are.、Uh, the thing is that exchanges do need to be regulated. I think、uh, because they're just、uh, th- there's just too many mistakes that can happen, and there's、uh, as as we've seen with this. So I mean, I'm I you know I didn't buy a yacht during the bull markets, and I'm not going to panic now. Uh, I think this too shall pass. It's going to be interesting to see how、uh, how it all works out.、Um, and I, you know, I mean, are some people going to lose big? I suppose so. I think probably,、uh, you know, our institutional investors going to be skittish.、Uh, so what what we haven't had before 
is this sort of macro environment of, uh, of you know, a, a portending recession and inflation uh, and problems with, with fiat in general. So, you know, it, it's kind of anybody's guess, uh, but I certainly wouldn't panic. I certainly wouldn't keep tokens on a centralized exchange personally. Um, but, you know, maybe that's just me. Right. And David, you actually mentioned about uh, the macro economy as well. So macro economy isn't doing so well. In fact, it's actually doing very bad. And do you think that um, the crypto market at large would actually follow the trajectory of the macro economy? Yeah. No, I actually I think it's going to I think it's going to be better than the macro economy. Um, and uh, because people are going to be seeking alternatives uh, to, to traditional finance at a time like this. And the, the, the principles that inspired blockchain to begin with are still as strong, if not stronger. And that is, uh, you know, greater accessibility for the masses. Um, and so, you know, that, that maintains and becomes even more important now uh, as as people are going to be in, you know, trying to figure out their finances for uh, the next 12 months and for, you know, the, the next 12 years. So I think that the, that the alternative structure and we've already, you know, I mean, it's not like it's not like we're going to go away tomorrow by any means. And I think that we have the potential for being uh, for responding in, in a healthier way to crises than we're seeing uh, sort of traditional finance. Mm, all right. And of course, um, the argument today is that we should move funds out of exchanges. Um, I mean, that's a no-brainer advice. Move funds out to your wallets or even embrace DeFi. So I think um, Singsi, which is here today, um, actually plays a very interesting role, right? Um, Singsi, um, Dr. Wang, um, some will call you, um, is actually one of the earliest uh, developer for Litecoin. I believe you are the second one, uh, second person after Charlie, which is part of which developed Litecoin. But you also run a centralized exchange, uh, CoinUT. Um, so, what are your thoughts on the current kind of like outflow from centralized exchanges to uh, wallets and, and things like that? Hazak, well. I Actually, I'm not the second person who was developing Litecoin. Uh, uh, I developed Litecoin. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm running a centralized exchange based in Singapore. And also we are applying for licenses in Canada and Singapore. And uh, based on my experience during the past so many years, I think uh, centralized exchanges will eventually be regulated and I think that's the only way to solve the problem. Well, recently you guys saw a lot of exchanges are doing this kind of uh, the proof of reserve thing, right? It's basically a cryptographic thing uh, to prove that you control these addresses and these addresses have, have all the balances that you, they claim to have. And it may work to some extent, at least uh, it shows that they have the control of the addresses. But are these addresses really the asset belonging to the exchange? That's a big question, right? 
if a, if a founder is very rich and uh, maybe he's owning like tens of thousands of Bitcoin, he can temporarily lend that private key to the exchange to 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 be used in the cryptographic proof, and then that could pass the proof of reserve test, but still the exchange could be insolvent, right? Mm. So you seem to be a bit skeptical skeptical of the proof of reserve uh, concept that was um, that so many exchanges is rushing to to use as a proof. Um, and in fact, you are not the first person who, who spoke of it. Uh, Emin from Avalanche actually talked about his his skepticism as well. Um, do you think there is a better solution to that? Well, I think eventually, well, the regulators will require the exchanges to put the cryptos into a third party, which is neutral to the exchange, like Coinbase Custody or some other trust or custodians. And they have no interest to 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 create some kind of fake proof for you, right? If they say, oh, this they, you have so many coins in the reserve, then you probably have, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I believe that's the only trustworthy way for you to prove you have the reserves. Mm. And since you mentioned that you are applying for both a license in Canada and in Singapore, right? So uh, for Pundix, we are also applying for the license in Singapore. Um, our experience is that uh, Singapore is super strict. Um, how would you compare like the application in Canada? Uh, how different is it from Singapore in, in a very broad sense? Of course, you can't uh, comment on the specifics. Yeah. Yeah, I think the two jurisdictions have different emphasis on the on the licenses. I think MS is more about the anti-money laundering, but Canada is more about the safety of the funds. So Canada, the, the, the Ontario Security Commission really require us to put all the cryptos into the, the, the custodian. And uh, they also need us to buy insurance on on the cryptos in case some people just steal some of the cryptos and the insurance companies will compensate that. But MS is mostly about anti-money laundering, travel rule, all this kind of stuff. And they don't really require so much about the safety of the, of the, of the reserve. Right. So in the recent fallout, I guess uh, the Canadian perspective is probably more uh, spot on, yeah. Yeah, but I guess MS is going to require us to to keep the crypto safe as well very soon. And uh, if you watch closely, you can see that they they just uh, published some kind of proposal regarding the the, the safeguarding part. Yeah, mm. uh, in- correct. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, David, you are also, you also have a uh, heavy uh, correspondence with uh, the MAS guys. So, um, is it your similar impression that they were they are very focused on the anti money laundering, but not so much of uh, safety of funds? That's been until now. I mean, Singapore has taken a very uh, sort of a consumer protection uh, perspective. So, you know, in terms of 
advising people of the, the, the risks involved um, and on the AML side. I mean, uh, MAS really wants to be in the forefront of uh, implementation of the travel rule and wants to be sort of the gold standard. But I think, I think that, uh, I'm sorry, Sishi's uh, 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 impression is absolutely correct. And I think Singapore also uh, will, will start requiring uh, for, uh, for centralized exchanges to have beyond sort of the proof of reserve <clears throat> that they'll have to, uh, you know, have it in custody in a, a, a third party. Mm. And one interesting argument against uh, the proof of reserve is actually um, like what Cincy said. You know, you could easily transfer funds uh, between wallets or even lend your private key to prove that the, the reserves are there. Um, in fact, it is something that uh, in the CT space, uh, some people have actually uh, unearthed some interesting um, tracks. All, all right. Um, so... Uh, the TVL of uh, centralized exchanges obviously has dropped a lot. Um, has it actually moved uh, to DeFi dApps? So I think with us here today is Keith, uh, advisor for Batlawa Space, uh, which is a synthetic asset creation platform. So Keith, um, you are both, um, you also wear both uh, two hats. One is for a Litecoin Foundation and another as a DeFi dApp. So how do you think will this crypto reset affect the liquidity pool and also um, the staking services of various dApps that we see, including yours. Yeah, sure. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, this is Keith. Okay. Um, so for liquidity pool and TVL, it just happened that in the March, there was a big lunar crash. So we saw that a lot of TVL has actually left the system, you know, like from the DeFi Lama, we saw that there's a 160 billion TVL to just 55 in, in May. So this time round, you know, with the FTX, the TVL didn't actually reduce by a lot. I think over the past 10 days, it, it dropped another 10 billion, you know, to about 45 billion. So compared to the, you know, 160 to 55 during the May, this is not a, a big, big uh, amount. So I guess one reason could be that the people using the DeFi feels that, you know, DeFi is safe. So there's no need to move out of DeFi, especially, you know, this time round. The issue lies with uh, non-DeFi, you know, centralized exchange. So that, that's why I, I, I see that there's not much movement out of the DeFi TVL. So for crypto reset, when this is ho this whole thing is over, you know, and the regulation comes and so on, I, I think that the people who used to, you know, just trust centralized exchange now, they might give the DeFi platform a second look, and may consider putting some of the, uh, you know, assets into the using the DeFi instead of the centralized exchange. So I guess when the whole thing comes back, this uh, DeFi space may have a chance to increase their TVL to the new all-time high. And of course, in the meantime, you know, a lot of people is moving out and they are putting uh, stable coins into, say, uh, MetaMask or other DeFi. So, you know, by parking your, your, your stable coin somewhere, you can you can go into DeFi and put it in, say, you know, uh, stable coins LP and, you know, put it in uh, Baklava space as well. Right. right. So you mentioned something very interesting, Keith. So... Uh, yeah. During the past uh, 10 days, um, the TVL of DeFi debt only dropped by 10 billion. Around so 10, from, yeah. yeah. About 55 to 45, yeah, that's right. Right. It, um, 
a drop nonetheless, but compared to what centralized exchanges have been going through, it's, it's uh, really blue skies, right? Yes, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, so everyone says that, you know, you should move to your wallets, uh, maybe try DeFi dApps. Uh, but what are the risks of uh, like uh, DeFi dApps or, or what are the things that we should look for in terms of like uh, red flag uh, for DeFi dApps? Um, DeFi DAP, of course, uh, there are so many choices and um, a lot of DeFi, we know that it's uh, anonymous and you know, we, we don't know who are the people behind and so on. So I guess the, there's a lot of uh, risk in, in that sense as well. And also um, you have the security and our security audit and the technical blockchain, the, the smart contract risk. So I guess they have to look out for you know whether this is uh, audited and who are the people behind the DeFi if if that is what they can check. Mm, okay, so um, centralized moving to the decentralized uh, DeFi DApps, but DeFi DApps itself also went through uh, like you say right one hundred sixty billion to fifty five billion uh, middle of the year. So yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So another DeFi dApp uh, that is also with us today here is actually uh, MarginX, right? And MarginX is not just a, a dApp. It's actually very similar to DYDX, which is uh, which DYD, DYDX itself actually gained a lot of um, user base and traction because money has been moving out, funds have been moving out from centralized exchanges to um, decentralized exchanges. So chief of them, DYDX, and of course, also MarginX. So uh, with us today here, we have the core con contributors of MarginX, uh, Shin, Dr. Shin, and also Dr. Danny. So why don't you guys share with us uh, what MarginX is first? Hey, Shin, yeah, hey, Zach. go for it. Yeah. Um. Sorry. I, what was the question? Because I just I was thinking with my app earlier to get to request be speaker. Oh, you were saying that what's what's MarginX? That's right. Um. So MarginX uh is basically a a project that Danny and I we are working on um creating a decentralized exchange. Um. Now the unique thing about uh, MarginX is that uh I believe it's a truly decentralized exchange. And let me qualify that. What do I mean by that? Uh, and it's very apt that we're talking about this today because there are a lot of decentralized exchanges out there that claims to be decentralized. But the fact is that exchanges consist of a lot of different components. And these days, we have to be very careful, especially after the FTX fallout, we have to really do our work and research and really understand the kind of platform that we're trading and keeping our, uh, our tokens and our assets. And a lot of them out there, when claim to be a decentralized exchange, they essentially only decentralize one small portion, one small component of their platform. Now at MarginX, what we're really proud of, of the work that we've done, is that we have truly decentralized at every component, at every level that we possibly could. So what I mean by that is that not only is the, um, the, the order book is on-chain, the, the auto-matching engine is done on-chain, um, the even the, the the transactions is happening uh, uh between peer to peer from wallets to wallets. So no money actually goes through uh uh is it's a non custodial wallet. Yet. We we don't hold uh any money at all, right? So so this is the way we see that uh the future of 
uh, a decentralized exchange should look like and all this should work towards too. I believe there are still efforts where we can improve it further. But I, I guess all of us here who are in the blockchain space, when we envision a decentralized product, when we envision a decentralized exchange, this is something that we actually expected it, right? That, that this, this is something that we actually expect uh, to happen, right? A decentralized audible, decentralized uh, uh, automatic engine, and a decentralized wallet, which means that it's a peer-to-peer uh, exchanging. Um, and if I could take a step back just to explain for some of the audiences uh, out there that it's not very clear between the differences between DEX and SEX, all right? SEX meaning centralized exchange, is that in all centralized exchanges, all the money goes through a third party, right? They act as a central administration to keep your password, to keep keep your money, uh, to, to manage your money. So as an analogy, if you're trying to buy a fish, uh, you don't go to the fishmonger directly. You you go to fair price. You go to the you go to a grocery store. You go to Tesco's. Tesco's will buy the fish for you. You pay the money to Tesco. Tesco pay the money to the fishmonger. So that's a that's the money. So so in a worst case scenario, if Tesco's or fair price goes bankrupt, you pay, you have already paid the money for the fish, but the fish is not coming because Tesco and fair price has gone bankrupt. And that's exactly what's happening with FTX right now, right? They are essentially acting as a middleman. That's transacting between two people who's willing to buy and sell assets, and in the and there's no reason why that should still happen in the blockchain world in the 21st century, where everything can be done through code, right? Because uh, we this is an old business model in the past where without a very efficient middleman, this kind of transaction is almost impossible, right? But in the 21st century, in the blockchain in the blockchain world. There's no reason why we should rely on that because programming and codes and a blockchain technology could essentially ensure that money is passed from the buyer to the seller directly without going through uh, the middleman. And again, let me try to... I know I tend to talk a bit too much. So <laughs> I just want to make one last point here just in case uh, you know uh, people is not clear why the FTX fall even happened and why DAX is such an important... And DEX like MarginX is such an important uh, piece of uh, evolution uh, at this point of time for blockchain. Is that you, if you think about it, a lot of the um, a lot of the money that uh, goes through the middleman, even if that money stays with the middleman for just a few minutes, that means for that few minutes, that middleman or in FTX in this case. He was a he was a billionaire, at least for just a few moments. Although that money doesn't really belong to them, he's merely moving the money from point A to point B. But in that process, if he managed to delay that transaction for just a minute, and for just that one minute, he's a billionaire, and he could use that one billion dollar, which is not his, to do whatever he want and put it into some risky investment. It was exactly what happened to FTX and SBF, and that is when. You know, when the third party is not responsible and there's greed involved and we lose that money, that's when he's unable to complete that transaction and your assets get lost. Again, DEX comes in very importantly. DEX such as Margin S comes in very importantly to play the role where we don't want to be that middleman, right? We could essentially rip off a lot more profit by doing so. But, you know, we believe that, uh, you know, true to the Satoshi vision of what blockchain should be, that this is not the profit that we are looking to get out of the blockchain world, right? We want to connect 
buyers and sellers peer to peer, period. Right. So that's my last bit here. Uh, I hope I've answered your question a bit, Zach. All right, Shin, you mentioned something, which is uh, if the money actually stays in the centralized exchange for one second, uh, that exchange or that person is a billionaire, right? Um, but with Sam's case, he's using users' money. So the question is, I mean, the reflective question is that uh, he shouldn't, he's not allowed to do that. But um, what is the fine line? Does any one of you know what is the fine line of the the end users uh, user agreement, uh, whether are FTX allowed to use uh, users' funds to, to do whatever he did? I mean, obviously, we know or we think it is wrong, but, but what is the legal standpoint uh, right now? Yeah, does anyone have any thoughts on that? I'll just, I guess, give a short comment before I pass the floor to someone else just because I've spoken long enough. Uh, but I, I, to this point, I think I echo what Sinsi uh, have mentioned, that eventually regulation would need to come in to, uh, to tell us uh, how much reserves you need to be to have, right? And the rest, you're, uh, you're, you're okay to take it out for investment because that happens with banks as well. Uh, but until that regulation happens, we have to be prudent as, uh, as developers and users of the blockchain sphere. That's what I believe. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Sinsi, um, back to you. Uh, question for you. So um, one of the exchanges said that um, the ratio between hot wallet and cold wallet is about 20 to 80%. Um, do you think that is um, the acceptable ratio or can we do higher like 90%, uh, 10% or it's actually not so practical as someone that's been running exchanges for a few years? What to us, I think uh, 90 to 10 or 80 to 20, they don't really make a difference to us. Both will work. So well, if we want to be conservative, we can put 90% of the of the cryptos into the cold wallet and the 10% in the hot wallet. And it should be enough for the operational liquidity requirement. Mm, all right. And, but and yeah, someone wants to speak. Well, I think the key point is that if we put it, uh, some crypto in the hot wallet, the hot wallet should be pretty secure. For example, you should have a uh, very good technology to make sure that the crypto will not be stolen. And also, it's best to have insurance coverage. Whenever it's, it's stolen, then the insurance company will, will, will compensate. Mm. All right. And Xingxi, I have to ask you this. Um, you recently wrote a blog post on your LinkedIn profile, and you actually shared that you are a a shareholder of FTX. Uh, you, you, you say you are a small shareholder of FTX. Do you want to share the story how you became one? Yeah. Well, uh, in 2019, I was in New York participating in the con consensus conference and the Blockfolio's CEO approached me and uh, asked me to invest a bit in there because I was representing Litecoin, so he thought that it's good to to have the stake of every Bitcoins in the company, which could help with them 
that's why I invested a bit, uh, a little bit. It's just a fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's not a lot. And then, well, they were acquired by FTX, and uh, part of the shares were converted into FTX shares and uh, some FTT tokens. Yeah, I was pretty happy. But the, the token was going up like crazy, and the share was also appreciating quite a lot. But then this tragic thing just happened, right? Right. To me, to me it's like a few million dollars just evaporated. Right, right. Um, do do you do you guys uh, as a shareholder have you guys received anything uh, from FTX? Um, you know any any return? Uh, yeah, what 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 have you guys heard from them? What they didn't really communicate anything except uh, SBF has been publishing on Twitter. They didn't send any kind of an email. Okay, okay, so not much communication, probably uh, near to zero as a as a shareholder of, of FTX. Haven't heard anything. Yeah. If you don't watch Twitter or, or some other news, then you probably don't know. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think for all those of you that are interested, um, you guys can also read uh, Cincy's uh, LinkedIn post. Uh, it's a, not a very long one, but it's, it's quite interesting. So, um, yeah. Um, um, Danny, you have been doing a lot of um, uh, tokenomic stuff uh, with MarginX. And uh, one of the arguments against the centralized exchange is that uh, it is not as good as centralized exchanges. Uh, the matching order bro is slower. Um, um, you know, you just can't match up to centralized exchanges. Um, is that something that you want to um, argue against? What What is your thought? Hi, uh, hi, Zach. Is is I I just now I was stuck there, so so I was wondering if you guys can hear me right now. Mm, yes. Okay, good. So, so basically, my thought uh is pretty simple. So, so my idea is because you know both uh central exchange or decentral exchange, they they both have their own advantage. So, you know, decentral exchange, obviously, you know, you can store your funds uh with security. If the funds is safe with your 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 wallet, then no one can touch that, and every transaction is transparent and traceable. But that come with the cost. That will be the the speed and then the gas fee because everything. Uh, is, is on chain so you need to pay for that so that will be the cost but for centralized exchange um, because you know we, we, they can do the matching at least for the infrastructure at the moment they can do the matching you know uh, in milliseconds and obviously they can do a lot of uh, alterations for example if today they want to you know uh, take down uh, uh, ABC token or DEF tokens they can just do it right away but for decentralized exchange uh, because it's a it's a it's a decentralized it's a decentralized uh blockchain things. It's almost impossible for you to take down like directly. So so these are like pro and cons. I mean, decentralized uh, central exchange will have more flex flexibilities and um, you know uh the, the matching speed is faster and then uh um the, the the user experience will be easy. You don't need to you know memorize uh your your private keys and. And and if your your private key got stolen, you know you can ask for help. But 
that that's that that's not gonna happen in decentralized exchange. So, so I think both central exchange and decentralized exchange, they are, you know, they are they are they are, they are, they are actually complementing each other. So in the future, I still see centralized and decentralized exchange will will you know will will blossom together in the future because they have I mean they 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 basically cater for different needs. Uh, you just like what David used to um you know told me uh different strokes for different folks. So. So yeah, so I mean, it just you know for central exchange, I mean the FTX saga, um, you know has has hurt the, uh, the 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 institutions and the retail a bit, you know they 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 lost their trust, and some more. I mean, I have some comments on um the the proof of address as well because, you know that even if everything is the the truth, actually that doesn't help as well because for balance sheet perspective. You know, you you not only have assets, you you also have liabilities as well. That then for the liabilities issues, there's you know that's that's almost impossible for you to show on chain. So so I guess the the the, the issue is um you know if we want to live with uh centralized exchange or you, you want to use centralized exchange service, this is something even with the third parties custody, you know even with uh regulations coming, you know this is still something, you know we 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 cannot avoid. You know, see banks, um, you know, um, even uh, those security exchanges. You know, they 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 are, they are, they have been facing these issues decades ago, so you know this is just pro and cons. Um, but I I do believe you know in the near future when the infrastructure is there, you know, just like Majax, um, you know, we can manage to handle millions or even billions of transactions uh, a day. So, yeah, so. I mean, in short, I mean both central exchange and decentralized exchange. You know, they shall complementing each other, and the infrastructure of decentralized exchange. You know, they will try to catch up with the user experience of central exchanges, and and both uh both forms of exchanges serve different different segments of customers. Right. Um. And and Danny. Um. What, another question for you is that uh for this for this FTX saga. Uh, who do you think are the most like impacted group? So because as you say, right, uh, different folks, different strokes. Some use FTX, some use Binance. So with the FTX takedown, which group is actually the most uh, affected? Oh, okay. So so to answer your question, I think we need to look back to the um to who who uh what is FTX is good at and uh who gonna do that? So so I I think one of I I have. I, I don't know whether you guys, I mean, the, the audience here uh, have an idea of what kind of products uh, FTX provided. So I think one, are the, one of the issues, uh, is one of the, the, the very main thing is they're they are, they are actually offering a very high interest lending rate. And they're also doing a very good OTC, provide a very good OTC service. And, and I mean, probably backing by uh, Alameda, so the 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 trading firms that backed by uh, or the founded by SBF, so I guess um basically there are two users. I mean, first one is obviously the institution, so you can see Genesis, uh, Genesis uh trading arms, um you know some other firms like Multicoin, they actually put their funds on 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 FTX. I think these are like one of the 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 um so called uh victims, and then the other one is um the those retailers that believe in SPF with their uh, branding and those people that couldn't 
registered their account in their local jurisdictions like Singapore, like um, like uh, like like Korea. I I guess I mean the the background knowledge for Korea is um, you know Korean cannot cannot register um Binance or other, but if they have the needs to doing or playing or trading on uh, perpetuals or derivative, I mean FTX is basically their 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 only choice. So. So to answer your questions, um, yeah, I mean institutions for those institutions uh with um are uh, looking for higher yield products and looking for a faster and uh reasonable cheaper OTC service, and the second the segment of people would be the retailers that couldn't have uh derivative trading on their uh local jurisdictions. Right. So you mentioned something very interesting here, Danny. Um. Guys that can't trade on uh, Binance in their local jurisdiction or any exchanges ended up using uh, FTX. So this is one. And uh, where we are, where we are in Singapore is actually one of the heaviest impacted by FTX. Right? It's it's a small country with with less than six million people, but it's actually the second largest uh, FTX user. Yes, and also like you say, high yield. So a lot of institution. Um, are actually very heavily impacted by um, the fallout. And in fact, as we are speaking right now, um, Genesis Trading, which is uh, the subsidiary of Digital Currency Group, has just announced um, uh, withdrawal suspension. So um, I, I'm not sure if they, they say it's FTX fallout because of that, but I think um, it's safe to assume that. Uh, what if what happens um, when an exchanges um, become insolvent? Uh, what happens uh, next, uh, David? As the former general counsel for Microsoft China, and also uh, some would say the the legal guy in the first Ethereum Foundation, what happens? Yeah, what happens with uh, the creditors of FTX? Any chance of getting their money back? I, you know, we're, we're going to see this process work itself out because it's a, uh, you know, it's the first instance uh, where we've seen this. I mean, they will, you know, they will try to, uh, to trace, uh, you know, the funds that, uh, that Sam withdrew and put into, you know, other, other investments sort of plug up. But whether or not any of it can be clawed back to pay creditors uh, or those who lost money, I, it's, it's hard to tell. Because this, I mean, the, you know, we, we keep mentioning because it's sort of the most boring part of things. But insurance, uh, you know, it's, it's been talked about, you know, Lloyds of London and others have, have kind of looked at this. Uh, but there hasn't really been a... Uh, an institutionalized approach by in, insurers uh, to to look after these losses. There will be now, but I think that those people, I think a lot of uh, a lot of people and institutions that got burnt with FTX are going to have to take it as a loss. Um, practically, right? As as an American lawyer, how long do you think this saga will will drag on? Like, would they expect an outcome in, I don't know, three years? A decade, like what? What are we looking at? I mean, I yeah, I no, I think I think three years. I think there's going to be a lot of intervention by uh, by governments uh, to to uh, uh, you know mandate uh, the requirements of 
uh, reserves that are in a third party custodian um, and and mandating insurance. Now, exactly, you know, how, how long that's going to take uh, is anybody's guess. But I think, again, this is, you know, crypto time. So while in the past, if we were looking at this type of situation, we'd be looking at a decade uh, before things uh, could be addressed. But I think we're going to find it happening much more quickly, but more quickly in a, you know, a U.S. bankruptcy uh, is, is still still you know, two years <clears throat> at the fastest. Mm. Right. And CZ uh, on his uh, space, Spaces talk uh, yesterday or the day before said that he has never come across any uh, crypto insurance payout. He has never seen that before. So as someone that is, uh, Keith, as someone that is active in the DeFi dApp space, how do you guys uh, treat uh, the insurance, uh, you know, protection? Is, is that a common practice to, uh, uh, you know, purchase insurance or that is also a very unknown space right now? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, depends on whether there's insurance uh, companies that are willing to take this risk. I know that they 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 have some they have some insurance on operational risk like for example if the funds are lost due to some operation but there is a limit definitely like I think certain limits uh the and the limits might not be able to cover for all the losses. I I mean it's a space that's developing and I think that there are some uh defi defi projects that are looking to pay out insurance as well. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. So. Um. Question for uh, Margin X. Um, would, uh, for example, Binance is very famous for expanding uh, horizontally to different verticals, right? They, they have launched a BSC, they have launched PancakeSwap. So if, if decentralized exchanges prove to be uh, as lucrative as what uh, Margin X team hopes to be, do you guys think that decentralized exchanges will... will branch into this space and compete in the decentralized exchange uh, space and kind of like, uh, you know, self-compete in that sense, build a decentralized exchange to compete with their centralized exchange. So, I mean, I, I don't know what Shins has, has what to say, but my, my understanding is, you know, just like, um, you know, just like a pro version, you know, decentralized exchange, because the setup... I mean, I mean, in the future, I believe that the infrastructures can, you know, can can keep up with um central exchange speed, like in milliseconds. Like, you know, if like three years ago, if you're telling me, or two years ago, or a year or six months ago, if you're telling me, you know, there are some blockchain that can proceed five million transactions a day, I would say this is bullshit. But you know, five. I mean, Majax, you know, for 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 today, we we did it, and I believe that the 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 technical the technical uh the the the, the infrastructures shall shall be um shall be enhanced in the in the near future, but just like what I mean, because for the user experience, why you know central exchange and decentralized exchange, they are just different things. So, so for normal users, for obviously this central exchange will be a more easy way, you know, to 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 be uh, registered on and to play with it. And if you have anything happens like you know, you lost your password or anything, then you're able to retrieve it, but for decentralized exchanges, this just couldn't happen. So, so I will see that 
you know, even if the the, the infrastructures are, are there, it, and you know the 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 things has can be compared with uh central exchange, the user experience, uh, the matching speed, everything. But still, I think you know they they just serving two segments of different customers. So one is just one, you know. I I just want it. I I I can bear with my loss with the the the, the exchanges. But then the other one is like no, I don't trust exchanges. I I want to hold my, you know, uh funds in my hand in my wallet. So, so so you know these are the causes. So, I guess, I mean like I said, you know they just serving different peoples. So I think we we are we are complementing each other like I said uh mentioned before. Yeah, uh, let me um let me. Uh, add on to that, I I echo what Danny uh mentioned. I think Dex and Sex is going to complement each other going to the future, and I I think it, I think the simplest example of uh some people preferring Dex and uh and and compared to Sex is, for example, some people would, you know, very forgetful and he just keeps his password somewhere else and he just wants customer service to come and help him or her to retrieve the password if he has misplaced it or she has misplaced it, um. Some people like us feel that that is really unsafe, uh, and there's no way of saying one is more correct than the other. It's just really two different ways of, um, of doing uh, of treating assets, and I think it has appeals to, uh, at the moment at least, it has appeals to, to both sides. Uh, but what I do see is that, uh, sex is fairly, uh, developed in some sense. Uh, or shall I say? At, after the FTX fall, probably monopolized by one single entity. Uh, whereas DEX has a lot more opportunity for growth. There's a, there's a, huge, there's a huge blue ocean waiting for DEX out there uh, where a lot of people want to explore uh, you know, trading and, um, and, uh, in, in this manner. Uh, and there's just very few DEX to, to choose from. So I think uh, that is uh, one case. The second thing I just want to point out is that um, purely from a strategic point of view, I think this is what will happen. The big players uh, like Binance, they'll just take a wait-and-see approach. They will build a DEX. And I think that's that's true for all big corporates out there, right? Like uh, Mercedes, they could have built an electric vehicle, but they'll just wait and see. they just see if EV really does, does take off. They'll build up all the technologies. They have the money. They have the technology. They have the expertise. They'll just wait. If EV does really take off, fine. Here's my brand new EV. I, I actually I can do it faster and better than you because I've got the money and got years of experience. And I think that's pretty much the same uh, for other payments companies like Visa as well. They they take the same approach. They were just like, is QR going to take over the world? Is what well, we don't know, but we just take a we, we have the QR technology ready. And you know what? One day if QR is going to take over the world, we are ready as well. And the same is going to be for the sex. They're gonna have. They're gonna put their own decks. They're gonna have the expertise, and they'll just wait. If decks truly becomes big enough to compete and challenge their supremacy, they'll just say, you know what, we have decks as well. We, in fact, we offer better services. We, we, we you know, and they'll find ways to, 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 to uh, integrate their their decks and sex services together uh, as to one. So I think purely from a corporate strategy point of view, that's what the position uh, will be taken by them at the moment. They will just take a wait and see approach uh, while building up their expertise. Uh, and you know, for all you know, right, if if one day, uh, you know, CZ does feels that he needs a really good DEX, uh, he might just buy over uh, a really good DEX, maybe like Marginx, hopefully. 
maybe I don't know. Just wishful thinking. <laughs> All right, that's just uh some some, yeah, some opinion and some comments from me. Right, right, and but I do hope that uh CZ doesn't buy Marginex because uh I think we don't want someone to monopolize uh the market, which people are saying that after FTX fallout, uh the grip of finance will be stronger than ever um i don't think this is something that we want to see that happening uh you're absolutely right yeah Yeah. we we need diversity we need diversity right now in in the blockchain where at the moment especially with so so many more falls is expected to happen in the next couple of weeks i guess i I, we definitely need more better products out there to to Mm -hmm. compete rather than the, the merch yeah right and you mentioned something very interesting um so um, CC also mentioned something similar, which is um, they are not out there to outcompete the smaller exchanges. They are actually more focused on getting more people into crypto. So that's very similar to someone uh, from Visa that told me that, you know, uh, the QR code companies are eating their shares, Visa shares, but Visa doesn't really care because their competitor is actually fiat. So they want to make the world cashless. So I think that um, that actually speaks uh about you know how 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 to compete yeah all right um for those of you that would like to speak you can also request to be a speaker and um i will uh allow you to uh speak and i have a question so something that's seemingly simple but not really so is it time to move all your assets out of centralized exchanges? Um, Bios, do you have anything to say about that? Hi, Zach. Good evening, everyone. Um, well, I don't really have any opinion um, on that because I think, and this will link to what I was about to um, um, uh, say, actually, which is the um the potentials of decentralized exchange um to grow i think there is no questions that it has a big opportunity then and it will grow but one thing that we have to remember i think um and you know whoever that is developing decentralized exchange need to take into consideration is the fact that the complexity from the user perspective, <clears throat> uh, in my opinion, is much higher. I mean, creating and managing and securing your own private wallet is probably not yet the expertise of most of the um, owner of uh, 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 crypto or digital assets. And therefore, there are probably more users out there still feeling more comfortable because of the convenience of uh, the existence of the centralized exchange. So um, taking out your funds from centralized exchange is very much depend on uh, who you are. If you are already comfortable in creating, managing, securing your own wallet, probably you will do that. And I think it's um you know it's no brainer to say that you have to uh, keep it in your own private wallet unless you want to trade it but i think there are still 
more users out there who are just not um, comfortable enough to actually to create, manage, and securing their own um, wallet. So, <clears throat> um, yes, there is a big opportunity for the uh, decentralized exchange, but we need to help the users to actually to be more comfortable in creating, managing, and securing. And I'd like to refer my recent experience during the um, um, the fintech festival. <clears throat> um, if someone can create a wallet as easy as I think the project was the Orchid project um, by using an email, and you know they immediately get um, they immediately able to use that wallet. That will uh, cut the learning curve so much and the adoptions will be much, much faster. And if you can use that um, uh, mechanisms, I think the growth of the decentralized exchange will be accelerated. That's all from me, Jack. Thank you. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Bios. Um, all right. Um, I have a question for everyone here. Um, do you guys see... Um, SPF going to jail uh, anytime soon. David, what do you think? Well, yeah, please, please yeah. go ahead, David. No, a a anyone can chime in. Again, I mean, these are unknowns. Yes, I, 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 think, uh, I think there will be some heads that roll. I think uh, certainly from the U.S. perspective, the, uh, the SEC and the uh, Commodities Board are going to try, but you know the uh, the thing is, is you know, I mean, even when we've seen uh, you know these kind of crises within the traditional banking system, you still didn't see anyone go to jail. So uh, you know, it's it's it, it's uh, it, it's a possibility, but I don't think it's it's r really likely unless they can uh, you know demonstrate. Uh, malfeasance that there really was a a, a evil intent uh, in in what's happened. I mean, I think I, I'm going to I'm just going to throw in some screw into this and, and, <laughs> and a screw, yeah. throw a screwdriver into this. Yeah. I think what's going to happen is true to what my home country Malaysia politics is going to be like. There's going to be some kind of prosecution and lots of drama, and then he's going to be acquitted due to insufficient. Uh, evidence or as David mentioned because uh, no clear motive has been presented but uh, I think they have to at least they will at least make some kind of move to show that they are taking this seriously but I don't think he will actually go to jail for it right? even even a case where you know uh, yeah, uh, you know you're convicted but you know your, your jail time has been deferred and Essentially, you're not going to jail for one single day of your life. Maybe something to that extent, and that's also even if you could catch SBF, right? That's yeah, mm. speculative at this point. So anything goes, I suppose. Because I think none of the actors, um, Celsius, Three AC, Luna. I think every one of them is you. Not behind bars, right? Uh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I don't have the latest information, but that's what it seems to be. Yeah. All right, Danny, you you wanted to say something? Oh yeah, sure. So, so 
my my guess is you know um okay my my observation is you know the 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 four of three ACs is very different from um uh, sorry the four of FTX is very different from um uh, three ACs and even Celsius and um you know like other centralized the the fallen of the the other centralized projects so so I think one of the very uh very interesting or very um serious accusations is that um you know uh people actually put their funds um in into FCF and F and SBF actually moving the funds for his personal um I, I okay I, I shouldn't put it in personal use but you know for other purposes that you know moving the funds itself without uh you know acknowledgments without in the acknowledgement this is I mean this is Definitely can be written in penal code. So I, I guess the, the the you know the 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 things is is so different with um your you you know the 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 three AC saga or even the Celsius um you know fallen. So this is first thing, but you know if you know if you want to, I mean I mean knowing knowing he 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 did something wrong or he did he made some mistakes doesn't means or. You know the bankruptcies or the overseas doesn't mean he will go to jail. You know, um, for the former U.S. president Donald Trump, you 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 can you guys can go Google it. Like how how many times he went to into in uh bankruptcies. So 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 the 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 idea is um you know whether they they will you know send 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 SBF to the in in the prison. That one is you know is is I I would say it's somehow impolite instead of uh, from a law perspective but I, I am I'm pretty sure if that happens in US or even in China or even in Singapore I think as we have to be in, in a deep, deep trouble mm, someone commented um, tornado cash developer actually went to jail and I think his jail time is pretty very serious, but you know the guy, the other guys, such as SBF, is still uh scot free. Yeah, I guess one of the very sad thing is that, um, basically the the regulators will will lose faith or lose confidence of this industry. Imagine SBF was the one who went into the parliament house, you know, to to introduce DeFi and you know try to uh, enhance the 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 regulations on DeFi. In the in the first place, and you know, few months later, you know, he, the, the 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 drama came out, right? So, if you were the regulators or you were the senators, what what do you think about this industry, right? Mm. Mm. So it was uh it was a bit um it was a bit sad, and I I think that's I mean instead of you know I mean. If really imprison, I mean imprisonment won't really helps to restore the the industry's uh faith and and the confidence at at that at that point. So this is something I want to mention. Uh, yeah, is what's done has been done. Then it will takes, I mean, a rather long period to to recover. I mean, the faith, uh, the confidence. Do you guys think this winter will be a different winter, or you know, looking back? Uh, a few years from now, it is uh, yet 
another winter. However, you know, serious and sudden, uh, impactful it is today. Um, yeah. I can. I, I think I can go first. I, I know I'm taking the floor for too long, but I'll try to keep it short. So, so I think the winter will be different. I mean, okay. So, so basically, right now, it's not only the price, the token price is going down, and the, the whole market segment, uh, the whole mark, my macro um, economics is not doing right. And not only that, because of this uh, recent saga, uh, governments, regulators will have a very closer watch on, on, on crypto space or blockchain space. So remember uh, in 2020, uh, 2021, what caused the booth? I mean, I mean, I personally think one of the reasons is the DeFi. So it's the innovating uh, stuff that uh, ignite the fire of uh, the, the blockchain space. So, so I believe if you want to have another bull run, the innovation part has to be in place. But after the saga, right, I, I guess the regulators will come out you know, with a lot of regulation that will try to restrict. Um, okay, not, I, I shouldn't say restrict, but you know, discourage the innovations of blockchain or crypto space. So right. I, I think that would be different. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's my, my understanding, yeah. Right, right. Um, uh, the Brian Armstrong, the Coinbase CEO, actually argued that uh, where we are today uh, is partly because uh, the U.S. regulators was not convicted enough to uh, set up a, a infrastructure, uh, a regulation for uh, the U.S.-based uh, exchanges to, to operate in. Hence, hence uh, yeah, what, what, what happened today, yeah. Um, there's a question from the audience. Uh, what will happen to on-ramp, off-ramp, which is fiat, when most centralized exchanges are either shut down or you know not allowed to do on-ramp or off-ramp? Uh, would that even happen? So, um, the person running centralized exchange, Sinsi, uh, what's your take? Sorry, I missed your question. Can you repeat? Uh, sure. So the question from the audience is, what will happen to on-ramp or off-ramp, which is fiat, on-ramp, off-ramp, fiat, when most centralized exchanges are either shut down or are not allowed to do on-off-ramp? Well, I think eventually there seems to be no way unless you do peer-to-peer -peer trading because regulators, regulators cares a lot about fiat on-ramp and off-ramp, and that's why they are regulating the crypto exchanges, because that's the only way to, to off-ramp and ramp mm. Yeah, so yeah, you have to go through the centralized exchanges or OTC desks. Mm. Mm. My personal feeling is that um, the, the Singaporean banks have been getting stricter uh, even before FTX uh, incident. Uh, well, so to us, as a local exchange, we don't see that. So our users are still withdrawing and deposit very smoothly. The banks are pretty okay with that. And I 
what if you are withdrawing like a few million dollars from the U.S. to your Singapore bank account? Maybe the bank will ask you questions. But I don't really see any kind of problem at this moment.、Mm, all right.、Um, how about the other speakers?、Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah. Okay. I think、uh, last words from、uh, the speakers or whoever that wants to、uh, chime in.、Um, back to the topic: How better protect your assets, our assets, during the turbulent time? So,、uh, last. Uh, sentence from each and every one of you before we wrap up for the day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. I think the one one thing is that the trust in all these、uh, people is quite affected because I think the 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 problem is we see it with this、uh, FTX is that the issue they they have been hiding the issue for like a few months, five months, right? Because they have the hole during the Luna, which is you know in 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 May, so it takes five months for all these things to come out. So now the 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 thing is that. Which other company will collapse in the next five months? We might have to, you know, adopt a wait and see attitude for the next five months, I guess, or five or six months. That means whoever can survive after five six months, then probably they are safe. So I, I mean, that's my personal time horizon. Thank you, Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest. Hi, it's、uh, me. I think、uh, just a short one for me. I think just be vigilant. Be very vigilant and、uh, just always be on on your toes.、Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Zach.、So、I think um, um, the same for me. But going back to the、um, uh, potentials of decentralized exchange,、uh, don't forget that the what have been the、uh, the main issues is the safety. Of the users' fund,、um, the when I mentioned about the complexity of decentralized exchange, it also means that not many people are able to、um, analyze or understand the code behind the decentralized exchange. So again, I think <clears throat>、um, uh, this uh, any effort in decentralized exchange need to gain that trust、um, and credibility, and if that is obtained, obviously it will be. Um, uh, as a matter of time, before everyone is actually、uh, joining the bandwagon into the、um, decentralized exchange, things like、mm, makes sense. Yeah, I guess you you know it. Then really depends on like what kind of persons you you are, right? So if you are like a DeFi maxi or Bitcoin maxi persons, you know you are very diligent, then you are very comfortable with private wallet. Obviously, you know your tokens. Uh, sorry, your keys, your tokens, right? So, withdrawal from um central exchange might be the the wise choice. Um, but you know, if you are not the kind, if you are, you know, if you you are someone that who will forget your bank account password, then I guess you should still put your 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 put your crypto in, with with central exchange, but with those um uh centralized uh so, sorry those those regulated one, um. The 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 reason is being uh the cost of uh default uh would be higher and they probably have um buy insurance to cover. Fair point, Danny. David and Cindy. I would just uh you know I I take a, a wait and see. I'm obviously on the more conservative side of things, but in the past, I mean, one worried about、uh, 
centralized uh, exchanges because of external threats. In other words, I mean, looking at security because the uh, the, the fear or the risks of, of being hacked. Uh, and now what, what FTX has demonstrated is, you know, the, the greater threats are probably, uh, you know, internal. So there's going to be, I think, uh, a, a real... Uh, a real challenge in terms of building uh, trust and confidence. Um, and I think it's a great opportunity for DeFi because, uh, you know, it's, it, it's going to be incumbent on DeFi to make it more accessible uh, so that people can see that there is an alternative to the centralized exchanges. Uh, you know, granted, you know, it, it is different strokes for different folks. And I think that there is some kind of, uh, you know, eventual complementarity between decentralized and centralized. But for this period of time, uh, I, I would take a more conservative approach and uh, and, you know, take take funds out of centralized exchanges. Mm, agree, David. Yeah. But to me, I think, well, first we need to diversify. Well, whether you are using a centralized exchange or decentralized exchange, they all have very high risk. Although I'm running a centralized exchange myself, I know that there is a high risk. So you have to diversify into some other assets like stocks or bonds or, or, or savings. Just don't put the the all the everything into one basket. And the other thing that I think regulation regulation is going to help a lot. Based on my own experience, I think regulation will just uh, taught us a lot of things about governance, cybersecurity, and uh, uh, anti money laundering. Uh, a lot of other things. But it's 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 really eye broadening. For someone from not from a traditional finance background, I think it really helps. And uh, especially if the regulator uh, impose some requirement on the safety of the crypto asset, it's really going to help a lot. And I think after a few years, the entire landscape of centralized exchange is going to change completely just because of regulation. Mm. Yeah, I agree with the diversification. I think it's something Singsi that you you um espouses a lot in your in your tweets. Yeah. That really saved my life to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Singsi. And um last but not least, I think we have uh one person who is requesting to speak. Um so Blue Stitch. Hey, hey everyone. Uh so I arrived in Brussels uh a while ago, so I listened to uh, most of the conversation. Uh, so it's a very interesting discussion and from all the speakers. So I just wanted to chip in and, and say that uh, we always, or at least everyone heard of the following phrase, uh, not your keys, not your coins. But we, we had to come to such an event with FTX to actually start understanding it and then embracing it. So I think we will see uh, more people start uh, using a private wallet to store their funds. But I think it's also important to uh, 
land this way because later with blockchain there will be like more applications right not just uh, storing uh, your token um so let's say it will be like health uh, health records or certificates or other personal data uh we uh we will need like to store them in a private wallet otherwise if we go back to the centralized way of storage is like we are taking a step backwards so um uh, it's good to uh from now on everyone to uh start really embracing uh the phrase not your keys not your coins yes mm. yes thanks bullish and i think uh with that uh it is important to understand that not your keys not your coin it is not a certainty path um sometimes as we progress we might actually digress and go back to centralized exchanges or custodial solution so our hope is that uh we can continue to pave the way and really bring decentralized usage and also for centralized exchanges to embrace regulation i think with that um i would like to thank all of you that are tuned in today and also our speakers uh thank you so much uh have a good day ahead and good evening cheers thank you everyone thank you thank you